Welcome to Rose Radio. I'm your host, Marley Harris, and I'm here to talk to you about all things entrepreneurial, personal growth, and self-development with a side of spiritual woo-woo. I successfully turned my side hustle into a full-time career while traveling the world and living a life I've only dreamed of. I hope by listening to this show, I inspire all you little rosebuds to do the same. Thanks for listening. Now enjoy the show. I have an amazing, exciting news for you guys. So I don't know if you've heard yet, but just this week we launched our newest course, our first course, and it's create your own brand and website in six weeks. Now, I created this course because I've talked to so many people who have tried to start their own website. They keep starting, they keep stopping. They have no one holding them accountable. They just don't know what they're doing. They get frustrated and quit. So it's been six months and they still don't have their own website. Now, they want to work one-on-one, but just because you're starting, you might not have the budget yet. So I have created this course for you. It's for those people who are tired of not getting anywhere and making their own website. You want your own beautiful looking website that operates efficiently You need help with the backend logistics, but just don't have the time to spend researching and you're just ready to really level up your website and brands. Um, We are going to take you through a six week course where I teach you all the things. So first week, we're going to go over the branding overview. So we're going to select fonts, colors, the aesthetic of the whole site. Week two, we're going to do, you know, a general layout. I'm going to help you with all the content writing and send you a content planning document that really makes the whole content writing process so seamless. Week three, we're going to do the homepage. Week four, we're going to do the about and blog pages. Week five, we're going to focus on service page. And week six, we're going to do the content page, optimize it for SEO and mobile mobile optimization. So that's not it. Every single week, we're going to have a live Q&A and we're going to have three experts come on. So we're going to have all the Rose Designs team come on. So we're going to have a social media expert. We're going to have an email marketing expert and an SEO expert come on and teach you what we do in Rose Designs for our one-on-one clients and how we implement strategies to catapult their businesses. So I am so excited about this course, you guys. I want to also mention that if you have an e-commerce aspect to your website or if you need a booking platform, this is all things that I'll be teaching in the course. I really go through deep dive and give you the tools and show you how to create the most beautiful website ever for a fraction of the price with working with us one-on-one. So if this sounds interesting to you, you just listened to this episode and you are ready to take the leap. I would love to have you. We are really only taking a limited number of spaces because it is our first time. And this is the cheapest price the investment will be at because it's just our first time. So we're pricing it low and then it's going to be bumped up after this round. So if you want to get in at the cheapest price, 
And this sounds so exciting to you. We'd love to have you. You can apply to join. The link is going to be in our bio or in the comments below. And if you happen to know a high vibe entrepreneurial bestie who you want to do this with, if you both sign up, you both get one free week. And it's only $85 per week for six weeks. You can pay weekly or in full. It's up to you. And this is in Canadian dollars. So my American babes, I'm pretty sure it's like 60 bucks. <laughs> and really $85 for six weeks is such a good deal to work with us. So we would love to have you. One more bonus is that when you sign up for this course, you also get 55% off all um, branding services with Rose Design. So really, this is the cheapest and best way to work with Rose Designs right now. Um, so yeah, the details are all going to be in the comments below and we would love to have you. So if this interests you at all, please apply today and we look forward to reading your application. It only takes like really one to two minutes and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed the episode. Hi everyone. Welcome back to Rose Radio. I say this every week, but I'm so freaking excited about this guest this week. Um, me and Rach, okay, I'm going to tell the story about how we met. <laughs> so oh, I, I literally slid, already. <laughs> <laughs> I slid into Rage's DMs <laughs> fully. Um, we were in Bali at the same time in 29, no, 2018, actually. Yeah. yeah. And we were like, Rage was also living her best life. I think you just started coaching, right? I think so. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was like very new. Yeah. 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 And she was there with Becca, and I was like, holy shit, this girl, like, just got the best feeling with her. So I reached out to you, and I was like, listen, this is so funny, like, we're in Bali. And then and then I was, like, talking to you about, like, working together. I just knew we were going to work together. And then fast forward, we planned a retreat during COVID, so... <laughs> coming soon <laughs> um and we've been to bali together we've worked together i've designed rachel's website rachel has given me the most high vibe freaking amazing coaching calls ever um we have so many similar clients because i feel like we just attract the same people and we just want to be around the same people and so i'm so excited to have Rachel on the podcast today because I feel like every time we talk, it is a podcast. <laughs> so I'm like, why have you not been on the podcast yet? This is ridiculous. So thank you so much for being on. Um, okay, let's just like jump right into it. So I kind of know this story and I think you should on your podcast a little bit more. Plug, you need to all listen to Rachel's podcast. Um, but I really want to know like more about you. Like, where did you grow up? We both grew up in a small town. Um, because I think it's really important to paint the picture and tell the story of like we see you now, and obviously you're incredibly successful, doing so well, living your best life. But a lot of people just aren't there yet, and they compare themselves to the end product. I mean, obviously, you're still growing. You still have so much to grow, but they compare themselves to that end product. And we don't talk about kind of like the transition, the story and the journey that mm -hmm. we've been through to get there. And I know you have an incredible story. So I'd love for you to share that with the audience and how you kind of got into coaching and how you knew coaching was your calling. Ooh, well, first of all, I like literally had chills that whole time you were introducing me because I just think it was like, first of all, I know it's coming from like the most genuine place and I just like have so much love for you. And I just love like even just like you reminiscing on like our journey. I'm just like, oh, yeah, like we've had so many good times in our time in Bali. I'm so grateful for that because now 
I don't know the next time I'll see you. And like, it was just fucking cool and really special. And um, yeah, I'm really just honored to be having this conversation with you. So yeah, we have so much synchronicity, I think in our lives, which is like, I also, why I think we drive so well is that like, yeah, we're very similar as humans. We're both manifesting generators. We're both like, you know, entrepreneurs. And yeah, we do attract a lot of the same women. We have a lot of the same like beliefs and values. So um, coming from a small town where I'm at now seems like quite the stretch because not only did I grow up in a small town, I grew up on a farm. Like I grew up in the country. I'm like a freaking country girl. And for so long, that was like something I was so ashamed of. Like I was like, I think embarrassed about that. I never celebrated it. And now I just own it. I think like it's just part of who I am. And I think because I grew up in And I'm not going to say I grew up in a sheltered environment because I really didn't. But because I grew up in a small town, I knew from a young age I was I was meant for something bigger. I remember even back in, and it's so funny because you posted about this yesterday in your story about the. I know you're going to say I'm so excited because I swear (laughs) to God, I like watching the OC when I was in high school, coming from like a, a small town, like. There was no wealth at that level. There was no luxury or bouge at that level. And so when I watched that show religiously in high school, I think I was like grade 11 and grade 12 when it first came out, like that was like, I, I all of a sudden saw my life before me. I was like, this is my future. I'm meant for something so much bigger. I'm meant for all of this. Like I just, I saw a piece of myself and I was actually just listening to a podcast before we were hopping on, um, Lacey Phillips, who I know you also love. And she was talking about, she came from like small town to, to, and like similar background and how she knew from a really young age that she was meant for bigger and like was meant to like have a luxurious life even though she didn't grow up, grow up with that. So anyway, yeah, grew up in a really small town, but knowing that I'm meant for big, even in university surrounded with, you know, uber wealthy friends, people who are from the big city who just like had this kind of wealth in, in their life. And I'm just like, Whoa, like this exists. Like, okay, it's a real thing going, you know, working and, um, still like not though when I was working for other people, not making the kind of money where that kind of like lifestyle was available to me. Um, then through becoming an entrepreneur and um, really working with my own mindset, my mindset around money, because again, coming from a small town, you have small, small, scarce, lack beliefs around money, around what's possible. And I've just really broken through a lot of barriers around that. I think I've always had this like blind optimism that like, it's fucking possible for me. I'm just going to go for it. And I just continue to do that in my life. And there's so many, I could get so deep with all of this, but you know, I'll just skip a lot of the the nitty gritty details. Cause like you said, you can go to some of my earlier podcasts if you want like full story, but what led me to what I'm doing now, I think is a series of serendipitous events that's been, you know, guided by the universe. Um, but knowing that like, because I came from this type of environment and that I was setting out to do such big things, I was meant to teach and show other women that it's possible for them too. And it doesn't mean you have to come from a small town. It doesn't mean that we have to have the same backstory, but it means that what's possible for me is possible for you. And I want to highlight that coming from any type of background doesn't inhibit your chances of having a really big 
extraordinary life. And I think that's the type of life and lifestyle I promote and preach and help women achieve. I think that's a big thing. I actually help them achieve this. I help them see what's possible. I think that's probably the biggest bit of feedback I get is like, I expand what they believe is possible for them. And and the keyword being believe, they believe it's possible. Um, and so, yeah, I have a coaching business. I focus on business and mindset coaching, um, subconscious mindset specifically. And I dive into a lot of money mindset because that's, you know, my biggest blog. That's been my biggest, you know, Everest that I've had to climb and overcome. Um, and my business is called Freedom School. So the foundation or the the theme and everything I do and preach is is to achieve freedom, whatever that looks like for you. Okay. Oh my God. I have so much to unpack with that. I can totally relate to this. Like 1000%. I would watch the OC and this is the first time I saw life that I wanted. I was like, give me Ryan as my boyfriend. Like I want to be Marissa. (laughs) And I remember just like looking, it was the first, they were like a complete expander for me because I would see them in this life that I didn't even know existed. And I was like, that's the life I want to live. So I think the OC was actually like a pivotal part in our lives. (laughs) I love the OC. You have no idea. It's like part of my whole, I'm like, when is it going to get on Crave? Like, when is it on Netflix? Like, I need this in my life. My old people are like, I don't have a DVD player, so I can't even watch them. It was like the thing me and my dad actually used to watch it together. He was obsessed with it too. No. He would record it for me when I was at work. I worked at a grocery store and he would record it for me. And I would come home and he would like pretend to not be into it, but like he loved watching it with me. Oh my God. Okay. I wait, I'm not gonna watch it again. Like I need to figure out how to watch this again. Okay. Oh, Tell me. <laughs> Putting that on my to-do list. Yeah. Um, okay. And then yeah, and then like look at you now. So I think it's so interesting how like the OC was a complete expander for you, like knowing that life you want to live. And now what you do is you basically are an expander for others and showing mm-hmm. them how to get there and reach that life and see in I think you're really good at seeing in people the potential that they don't even know they have yet. I thank you for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I do actually see that. Like, I think I've, even before I was coaching, um, because prior to coaching, I had this online platform called Gluten Freedom. And, you know, it was this like dinky little blog for a bit. And then it started growing and it started, you know, becoming more popular and more recognized. And I remember in my early, early days, though, like talking to friends who, because I was still working corporate or I was, no, was I working corporate? I was still working for someone else at that time. And all my friends were working for someone else. But I remember having conversations with some friends and they would start sharing some of their like deep, dark secrets and, and dreams and goals and affirmations that they were maybe afraid to share with others. And I was like, I see this for you. Like I would always see it for them. But the thing is, so many people don't see it for themselves. And now, of course, when I'm coaching, that's what I'm propelling women Mm-hmm. towards that's what I'm you know and and I think they see it for themselves a bit more but I've always like if someone wants something and they say that they want to do something I'm like oh yeah you could do that like I just have this again this blind optimism where maybe it's the sag in me that that's just so optimistic it's just like I see it as possible and I think maybe that's attributed to my success as well that 
if I want something, well, I'm just going to go for it and I'm going to make it happen. And maybe it's going to look messier. Maybe it's going to look different than, you know, the path that I have in my mind, but I still do the damn thing. And I think that's very similar with you too. And again, why we, we were so aligned. <laughs> it's the man gen in us, manifesting yeah. generator. Yeah. Um, that is, what do, wasn't you talking in your stories the other day, like whatever you desire, you deserve or something? No, but I like that. Okay. <laughs> the saying is like, if you desire it, you have the capability of achieving it. So mm, basically yeah. the saying is like anything that you think of, or if you want to start a business, if you want to have a kid one day, like anything you desire, you deserve to have and you can have it. Mm. So just because you think of something it's already on its way to you yeah. is a great way of thinking about your desires. Mm-hmm. I actually have a question. So obviously you had your gluten-free blog. That's like a throwback. I think you still had that when we first met. Yeah. Was it awkward or like when did you know that you wanted to transition to freedom rage? And like how was that transition? Was it like awkward because you were always posting, you know, a certain to a certain demographic and then we're switching your demographic because yeah. did you just change your Instagram handle because I know a lot of people struggle with this switch yeah um I remember thinking at one point that uh, like a big part was I remember going to these like influencer brand, um, events in Toronto and like seeing people and recognizing them and knowing who they were and introducing myself and they'd be like oh my god you're gluten freedom like I didn't even you never posted your face like I didn't know what you look like and that's when I was like oh my gosh I have to show more of myself so then I started posting more of me and integrating my lifestyle into it and then at one point I was like I'm more than just my food like all I'm posting or 90% of my feed is food I want to share more of what I'm interested in beyond food my lifestyle my wellness my spirituality etc and so I don't even, oh, you know what? It was after a trip to Sedona, Arizona. I had a a session with a psychic, my very first session with a psychic. And she said something that forever changed me. And it was like the push I needed. She's like, stop trying to make work fit you. Make your, no, sorry. Stop trying to fit your work, make your work fit you. And it was at this point in my business, in my, in my life, when I was wanting to break free from the food and focus more, I think I just kind of started dipping my toes into coaching and I wanted to focus a bit more on this like element of freedom. And I was so torn. I was like, Oh, like my identity is gluten freedom and I'm going to like completely pivot. Like it definitely was a really tough decision. It was months and months in the making. And I, I heard that quote, I heard her say that. And I'm like, that's it. Like I'm trying to fit into this work. I'm trying to fit into this box that no longer fits me. I need to let it work with, you know, I have to let it work around me. And that's when I really just stepped into it. And maybe that will resonate with someone listening um, to the podcast who's in this like pivotal transitional phase, who's like wanting to shift. And that that's what it was for me. And so then I became Freedom Ranch. I launched Freedom School. And so all my programming falls underneath that umbrella. And I just fully embraced that. And for a bit, I was still posting food. I was still like attached to that to some extent. And eventually it just fell off. Actually, I think at the beginning of this year, I just let it fall off because it just, this is what lights me up more. 
Gluten Freedom, the website still exists. It's still operating. I still get emails. I still get like signups on my newsletter, but um, I'm just not active with it. And this is what this is what I focus on now. And I'm, you know, I'm happy with that. Of course. And this is because I know I'm so happy you touched on that. And I and this came up because I've actually struggled with this in the past too. Like, I remember back in the day when I had a vegan food blog, again, more synchronicities. And yeah, and I, veganism just like wasn't working for me. I was just feeling really, I don't know, I just dizzy. I just wasn't doing it properly. So but I built my whole following off of being vegan. So I had this whole identity crisis of like, holy shit, like everyone that follows me is following me for vegan food, but I don't want to eat vegan anymore. And I was like, no one's going to follow me. Everyone's going to subscribe. Like it was like this whole, it's it's just so interesting how you become identified with your business and it's a whole like conversation and struggle that you have to have. Like it's, you're basically changing who you are. It's not just like business name change. Like you are identified as gluten freedom. That's how you started it. I was gluten freedom. That's what everyone knew me as. And I think it's so interesting because I think that was pivotal for starting Freedom Rage because Mm. that's how you gain that following that like people recognize you for that people trusted you for that people liked you for that so people followed you then when you transition to freedom rage it wasn't like starting all over people followed you for you so i think it's really important when people are thinking about switching or changing their identity it's like people don't really care about whether you're freedom rage or gluten freedom they want to follow rage like it's like you (laughs) so and that's what I realized too. So when, and also like starting my vegan food blog, all of those followers transitioned to clients for Rose Designs. That's why I mostly work with health and wellness people. Although oh, she was talking about this yesterday. I was like, yeah. And like without that, I wouldn't be where I am either. Cause that's how, between like that and like word of mouth. And that's how I've gotten to where I am with road design. So it's just so interesting how like we start these hobbies that we think are just going to be like, ooh, just sharing food. And it's like, it happens to be the catalyst that like catapults our businesses. Yeah, no, that's so, that's like such a good um, point as well that like, I mean, and a lot of people, I still get messages, people, you know, commenting or, or messaging me saying like, I've literally followed you since the gluten freedom days. And so to that point is, yeah, like that, I always like, I'm so grateful for that journey because it helped me grow my audience. Like it helped me grow my presence. And also when I was in the process of pivoting, I, I, I said to myself, like, what really matters? Like me being lit up and happy and, and aligned with what I, with whatever direction I choose or like the number of followers I have. I'm like, people can fall off if they want to, people can unfollow me if they, if they aren't aligned with my new direction or focus, that's okay. That's like dead weight. Like that can, that can, that can melt away. And, you know, I'll just attract people who want to hear my new messaging, who want to hear. Um, and, and in fact, I, don't think I've really dropped that much, to be honest, maybe just like some few like bot accounts, but I haven't really dropped followers overall. Like it, it hasn't impacted it as much as I thought it might. And if anything, I think the new direction also resonates with people who doesn't want to be inspired or empowered. And I think um, whether they're looking to work with me or not, it's still like a higher, a high vibrational place that they can 
feel good about themselves. And I think that's what I strive to do now. And while before it was like feeling good about the food you're eating because you have to be gluten free, I can help you. But now it's just feeling good in a, in a different way. Yeah. And I think also all the experience you've had with blogging, you know, doing sponsorships, meeting influencers, all that plays into what you're able to offer as a coach as well. It's just all amazing experience you can transition to your clients because I know that industry is massive right now. And I know a bunch of your clients also are influencers so that I'm sure you're able to educate them and teach them in that way. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, again, I like look back at everything in my journey, like all the like, all the experience I've had and all of the seemingly like unfortunate or unideal situations or circumstances I've been in. I'm like, oh, but that was the learning or the lesson I had to take from it to support me in this new one. And so, yeah, I I fully like, yeah, I'm absolutely aligned with that because it's so true. Like, it's amazing. It's really cool. It's come full circle. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. Okay, I just want to jump back for a question. So we were talking about how you, I really believe something that makes you stand out is you're able to see like the potential in people. And it was literally a year ago, like a couple of days ago, because I got the one year reminder of when I made an event and I said, you know, it's like the most high vibe conversation ever. And it was just like a one hour chat we had. And I literally kid you not, because I wrote down all the notes from that call. And I like this was back in Canada. I have that journal with me in Australia and I reviewed it yesterday. And I remember it was when I dropped, it was the month after when I dropped all my jobs and I was just working for Rose Design. So it was my first month. And I know I tell this a lot, but like right when I dropped my jobs, my income doubled for Rose Designs. And again, it's no coincidence. It's taking the leap of faith and the universe always shows up. So I remember I had a conversation with you because it was uncomfortable for me. And I think a lot of people don't talk about that uncomfort feeling when things start going your way. And Mm -hmm. it's like something you've always dreamed of. And it's like, okay, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. And I still experience this all the time. And you refer to it as like up level or no upper limit, upper Mm -hmm. limit. This is your upper limit. So like Mm -hmm. I thought this was available to me. I'm like always wanted this amount a month. I've always wanted these type of friends. I've always wanted to live here. And then when you hit that, you've hit your upper limit. Mm. And we had a whole conversation around how to smash that upper limit, go past that. So I'd love for you to kind of touch on that. Like if you talk about that in with a lot of your coaching clients and like what are ways that we can either establish like, first of all, how do we know we've hit our upper limit? And then how do we know how are ways that we can move past that upper limit and keep growing and growing and growing and not, you know, settling for just like half of what we can accomplish? Yeah. Um, I talk about this a lot with my clients because I witness it. So I, I see it all the time. And it's amazing because to me, the upper limit is a sign of up leveling. It's a sign that you are expanding and it's, you know, it can be celebrated, but it, it does feel uncomfortable. And I've hit the upper limit so many times. I recently hit an upper limit. Um, I think it was like back in July, I was experiencing it and kind of like trickled into a bit of August. Um, and it's very 
uncomfortable, but it's a, a sign of growth if you're able to work through it. So an upper limit or the concept of the upper limit, I did not make this up. Um, it's derived from the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And the upper limit is essentially our subconscious mind's threshold for feeling really good. So we've been conditioned and programmed a certain way. And in our life, I think most of us up until this point have you know, been operating kind of like in this like safe zone, you know, we've been kind of like mediocre, like living in a mediocre way, maybe like one area of your life is doing really well, but like, maybe it's just like fluctuating. So this happens a lot in personal development and personal growth when you start really like ramping things up. So maybe, you know, for you, you were doing really well in your business. Um, you were able to leave your full-time jobs. You were able to, I think you were about to like move to Australia. Um, you were, anyways, things were like going really well in your life. And so what happened is like, you were feeling really, really, really good. And so you start approaching this threshold and everyone's threshold level is different. So you started approaching this threshold. And then what happens is because the subconscious mind feels like it's in, um, foreign territory and that it's being threatened and that you're almost like under attack, it will start to, bring up fears, doubts, maybe you're second guessing yourself, maybe you start self-sabotaging and you start maybe procrastinating or staying up really late and then not being able to get up early or um, maybe you're like drinking too much or maybe you're whatever, like there's a whole slew of, you know, self-sabotaging patterns that could come through. Um, But that's going to, that's the subconscious way of bringing us back into that safe zone, into that mediocre like comfort zone, because it hasn't been programmed to accept and to recognize um, uh, like a, an overwhelming supply of abundance, an overwhelming supply of feeling good. Does that make sense so far? I mean, I know you get it, but am I explaining it properly so far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So this happens. I see it all the time. And so maybe it's like in relationships, it could be like, you're having a really, really good day. And like, you're all excited. Your partner comes home and you're excited to tell him about like your really good day. And then like something he says, like super simple, or maybe he doesn't put it like the dishes away. And all of a sudden you like pick a fight out of nowhere. You're having such a good day. And then you just pick a stupid, silly fight and then it ruins the rest of your night. Or, you know, maybe like your business is doing really well, but, you know, you're having troubles with like friendships, you know, you're, you're putting them on the back burner or, um, or your business is going really, really well, but then you start like almost jinxing it. And I noticed this one a lot actually in my, um, you know, early days of entrepreneurship where I'd be like, okay, like put so much attention and effort and, or attention and energy into, you know, attracting more money, more freelance clients, more influencer deals. And they would come through. And then all of a sudden I'd be like, oh my God, can I handle this? Like too much. Like I'm overwhelmed. This is too like, and then all of a sudden, like things would start to drop off. Maybe a deal would fall through, you know, maybe like I just noticed this pattern of give and take. And it was essentially my subconscious threshold for feeling good. It was like everything I wanted. And you said it, uh, um, really well, where it's like, it was everything you wanted. And then all of a sudden it was like, you were raining on your own parade. And when we get to this subconscious threshold, the, the way that I support clients in overcoming it is reminding yourself that a, it's safe for you to be 
happy, healthy, wealthy, successful, all the things, you know, and, and in love or whatever, whatever the circumstances, like it's safe for you because the reason you're approaching this threshold and the reason you're feeling the fears, the doubts, the uncertainty, and all of that, when you should be so happy and excited and ecstatic is because the subconscious is feeling threatened. It's feeling insecure. It's feeling unsafe. And so consciously to bring us back to this equilibrium to like bring us back to, you know, um, or even to raise the threshold is to remind us ourselves that we're safe, that it's safe for us to have all of these things. It's, it's safe because really it is. I mean, what's, what's scarier, um, breaking free of our threshold and our, you know, upper limit or staying exactly where we've been, because that's what the subconscious knows. Um, unless we challenge it to go, to bigger heights and, you know, until we challenge it to, um, expand and, and so many people find themselves then back in this comfort zone and don't dare themselves to get out of it because they just think, Oh, one little, you know, one, like one setback. Oh, it just means I'm not meant to have it. And no, it's, it's, quite the opposite. That setback is actually challenging you or tasking you with how badly do you want it and how far will you go to to break through that, right? Okay, love that. I loved the saying, like, you are safe to have this. Mm. Um, because you're right, like, when this was... Ha- and this is, not like, the. F- I remember the first time it happening, but then since then it's happened a lot because I think... For me, I will set goals for things that I think will come in like a couple years and then they happen the next month and I'm like, holy shit, like <laughs> I was not expecting it that soon. So then I get everything and then it's like, okay, now what? You know what I mean? It's like this upper mm-hmm. limit and I mm-hmm. think it's, I know it sounds privileged to say, but it does, but people who've been there will understand and the moment you get like those things that you didn't think were possible, it's kind of a weird feeling. Yeah. It's just like, okay, like your mind actually and your body has to catch up with the manifestation. Yeah, no, totally. It's That's actually interesting because the first time I had some major up leveling is like things were just rapidly coming to me. I was like hitting like 10K months really quickly, really easily, really consistently. And I was like going past that. I bought my first Gucci bag and I, you know, was doing all these like crazy things. Like I was just like, things were just like moving so quickly. And I was like experiencing so much abundance. And I remember having a Reiki session with a friend of mine and she was like, you're spiritually like so fucking dialed in. Like you're like manifesting so quickly. Things are happening. She's like, but your physical body is like trying to catch up because you've up leveled so quickly and so rapidly that your physical like 3d body, your 3d self is like still, still like try to catch up. And I found that so interesting. And that's definitely kind of like a side effect of up leveling is like your fifth dimensional self, which is like your higher self is definitely going to like skyrocket, you know, if you let her or him, you know, go there. And then it's usually our like, and that's where like the conscious mind is, right. It's like that, that's usually what legs, like that's usually what needs to catch up. Um, so it's interesting that you said that because that that's so true. Like our physical body takes a little bit longer than our spiritual body. (laughs) I'm like, bitch, catch up. I'm already there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So if we're experiencing this up level, I know you said like 
the affirmation of like this is safe is there other things that we can do on a daily just to kind of tap in and like kind of quicken our physical body to catch up to us or just allow our subconscious to kind of be like okay no this is okay you deserve this you can have it all like I know there's a lot of affirmations mantras anything else that you suggest well I think if you're up leveling that that means that you're you know, operating from your higher self, like you're taking action, you're, you're making decisions from that version of you. And so when things feel uncomfortable, like when that upper limit feeling comes over you and you, you'll know it because it'll just feel uncomfortable. It'll feel like you're just questioning yourself a bit more. What, what I would, and the question I like to ask myself is like, okay, well, what would my higher self do right now? You know, like really mm-hmm. step into that embodiment. Cause it's easy to embody it when we're like, you know, on our way to the up level, but then when the up level is there and then our, you know, thresholds being met and our upper limits being hit, you know, then we're like, oh shit, we're here. Like, okay, what do I do? Well, we may not consciously in this third dimensional body know what to do because we've never been there, but our fifth dimensional higher self knows exactly what to do. So I ask the question and it's almost like having a conversation with your intuition and just saying, what would you have me do right now? Like what, what, like, how do I proceed? Like, you know, support me, guide me here. And I find that helps me make decisions, um, from that higher place than from my fear-based lack-minded, um, yeah, lack-minded place. Cause you know, obviously that's already operating. So I try to really shift myself and just ask like, okay, what would my higher self do? And, and just realigning. I think it's really about realigning with that version because clearly you've, you've been knocked out of alignment. You've been kind of kicked off the horse. Um, so that's another thing that I, that I get my clients to do. I really like that because then you're focusing on even a step ahead instead of like you're not asking yourself from where you're at right now or thinking or questioning. It's from the person who's obviously your higher self. So they already have the manifestation. They're already 10 steps ahead. They're already there. So they're like, you even need to catch up with me asking me now. So I love that. In that state because you're trying to get pulled. It's like trying to push you back into like the comfort zone, into your safe zone. But no, like let's let's practice stepping into her or him more and more because that's just going to be your default eventually. Like that's just going to be your new norm. Um, and and it's like, you know, creating a new habit, right? Yeah, keeping the momentum forward, I think, is really important, especially for hitting your upper limit because you're like, okay, I did it. Okay, let's just like we're there. Cool. Yeah. Congrats. Like, I know that would never happen to most people. Cause if you're an entrepreneur, you're like, okay, hit it. See you on to the yeah, next thing. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but if, but if that happens to happen, you can just like speak from your higher self and be like, what would you have me do? What's next? What's the next goal? Like yeah. let's double the goals, triple the goals. Yeah. Okay. I, I absolutely love that. I think that's amazing advice. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, pivoting again. Um, so this is actually something I am so excited to talk to you about. And I actually like selfishly want to know this answer. <laughs> so I feel like t- I talk to a lot of women who either want to start a business or have already started a business. And I think a majority of the people who reach out to me, want to work with me, they're very nervous. And I think if only... And it's mostly women who are nervous. I'm not – I don't want to, like, (laughs) 
like put women down or anything but i know for a fact men are like fuck it i'm going for it like watch me do it whereas i think as a whole women who are a little more timid a little more nervous i mean i was definitely there and i can totally relate to that but i think once you start hitting you see that you can do shit it's like okay no i'm gone see ya (laughs) so how do you how what advice do you have to women or men who are really nervous to start like how can we help them tap in to this infinite potential and knowing that really what you put your mind to you're gonna succeed and if you don't it's just a lesson and a redirect to send you in the right way so how do you really connect and like allow people to you know and you know you see their potential how do you let them see their potential i feel like okay this is a good question and it's something that i feel like has been coming up in uh some of my like coaching calls with women who are already like succeeding um and yet it still you know can sometimes come up so I like to, you know, kind of ask yourself, well, well, like what's scarier? You staying exactly where you're at or you, you know, working towards something that, you know, is going to light you up and bring you so much, you know, fulfillment and passion and, and reminding them that it's actually quite a disservice for them to not share their gifts and to show up, um, in the way that they're feeling called to show up, you know, like, you have to remove yourself from the equation. Like you have to stop taking everything so personally and making it so much about you. And you have to think about your bigger mission, your bigger purpose. And I think as soon as we disconnect from, oh, it's all about me and oh, like I'm nervous and oh, like what if someone makes fun of me or someone judges me? Like so fucking what? Like those people are not your people. And if they're going to be judging you when you're making your millions of dollars because you built your empire and like, you know, went for it, like, you know, guarantee they're going to want to come to you and ask you how you did it. So it's like, to me, it's like, it's a disservice, first of all, to not share your gifts. It's a disservice to, you know, um, yeah, it's a disservice. You know, you, you're put on this planet. We have bigger purposes. We have bigger missions. And if you're feeling that nudge and you're feeling that call towards something, it's your duty to, to go for it. And then stop taking it so personally, babes, because, um, when you have that fuel or that fire lit within you, um, that's not coming from like, that's coming from something bigger. You know, that's, that's, that's coming because there's, there's something like so much bigger than you can even comprehend out there that you're meant to strive for. And that sounds kind of like woo and maybe like a little vague, but I really like see that and, and believe it because as soon as I connect to my bigger purpose and my, and my bigger mission, things flow and things like my business grows. Whenever I'm stuck in the like, kind of like, Oh, woe is me. And like, Oh, like, why is everything feeling like it's resistant or stuck or stagnant or whatever? It's like, because I'm making it about me and it, and it's not like, we have to stop taking it so personally. Um, and this, you know, can, expand to so many different ways. But in terms of like, if you're in this fear of pursuing your dream and you're like nervous to just go and you're nervous to press, you know, record, or you're nervous to, you know, press, like, you know, put it up as, um, an active account or the program's live or whatever the heck it is. Um, think about who you're meant to serve and think about that 
less than you're thinking about you. And that's what I would say. Mic drop. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was so good. I had chills as you were talking. And I think everyone needs to be reminded of that because so many people have these callings and I've, I always want to start my own jewelry line or I've always wanted to have my own shop online, but I just haven't done it yet. I'm so nervous. And that is so true like could you imagine if oprah was just never oprah yeah that is like what if if oprah was nervous to start and she's like yeah i'm just not gonna do it she just think about i think people really like we like there'd be a big (laughs) hole missing in our lives because of that totally exactly so next time you're thinking of starting Think how Oprah was probably nervous as well. And look where she is, baby. Everyone's nervous. Like that's, it's not like everyone is nervous. Everyone is nervous before any new endeavor. Like that's just human nature. Like we're human. We're allowed to have human feelings and experiences, but the, the desire for you to build this thing has to be greater than the fear. And if you're going to let the fear overrule, then you're going to always wish that shoulda woulda coulda like oh like I wish I'd done that oh I like just do it just do it just do it and I think a lot of people get bogged down too with like comparison so like oh she's already doing it or she's already doing it but I want to say one thing is that there's only one you so only you can do it in your way and you could be the only available offer for someone at that time so for example i always refer to like be magnetic lacey phillips who's all about manifestation and i'm obsessed with her i like follow her religiously all my friends know who she is and then i'll like meet someone new and i'll be like oh do you know who lacey phillips is and she's like no and it'll be like someone who's like in the health and wellness industry loves manifestation like how do you not know who that is so i'm like there's just it goes to show that like if I want to talk about manifestation and I'm like, oh, everyone's already talking about manifestation, Lacey Phillips is, but half there she only has however many followers, which means there's seven billion people in the world, meaning obviously there's still room for me or yeah. whoever, just as an example to talk about manifestation. Yeah. Um and I think another thing about comparison is that when you compare yourself to other people, it's like, oh well, she's already doing it. And like, how did she get there? Or, or like, oh, I'm so jealous that she's doing that. The only difference between you and the person doing it is that they're actually doing it. Yeah. So if you're looking at someone being like, oh, I wish I could have that. I wish I could do that. Just do it. Because they're not like, typically, it doesn't take a gene. It's not like a lightning stroke landed on them and they got so lucky and and like everything's been like paved their way no and I think a lot of the times people don't talk about the bad things that happen to them during their journey because obviously that's like no one wants to hear all the bad stuff but like looking at me and you and like knowing our like our lives and our connections like shit still happens to us but the difference is is we have a higher purpose we have a mission we're driven and so like things could be crumbling in the background but I would it's like we know that we're strong enough and we're dedicated and we're passionate that we we just make it work yeah and all of us are resilient and resourceful like those are two things and two words that keep coming up for me and I'm just like resilience 
and resourcefulness. Like that's what it comes down to. And Mm. I did not get handed a silver platter. I did not come from, you know, yeah, I, I had to work for everything. And so where I'm at now and like, you know, the experiences I have in my life and the things I have in my life, whatever, like that's from me. And that's, that's something that I've desired. And that's something I've worked for. Um, and because I've been able to work for that coming from nothing, so can you, like anyone can do it. We are resourceful. Do you know how many times I've had to be really resourceful in my day? Like (laughs) a a lot. Um, yeah, I've done things that I haven't wanted to do, but it's let, again, it's led me here. Um, and it's taught me, you know, resilience. It's taught me, yeah, it's taught me, um, that drive and determination. I love that. I love the word resiliency. Yeah. Um, I'm just so proud of you. And honestly, I really want to talk about manifesting money as well. But I feel like we're running out of time because I, well, I just checked it. It was 42 minutes. But I'm thinking we should do a part two all about money yeah, and manifesting money manifestation because I, I love this conversation so much um, but I do have a few more questions for you um, but yeah just going about the resiliency thing and being resourceful honestly I totally agree with that and I and I respect you so much like as a person and as a coach because I know you've built this all on your own mm-hmm. and I think that's how people can connect with you more and respect you more and just want to be in your energy field because you've made it happen you've gone for it and you know what you've wanted and here you are and I know that you have like so many more goals but I think it's important for like to be recognized to like being that little girl watching the OC and now driving your freaking Range Rover (laughs) I know when you were like when you were like sent the question your favorite manifestation to date I was like I think my Range Rover. Like, I think that's probably my favorite one. Like, it's yeah. But. Okay, yeah, yeah. Skipping ahead, that's the yes, favorite right. one. But, but we brought it up, so I was like, yeah, like that yeah, yeah. is my favorite. I think. It okay. So much joy. <laughs> so, how did you do it? So, I decided first of all, um, back in like May slash June, uh, like end of May slash early June, um, I was with my ex-boyfriend. We just recently broke up, but that's okay. We're all good. Um, and I wanted a car and he was wanting to get a car with his business. They are like basically like going to give him a discount or what do you call it? An allowance. And so I was like, okay, great. Like we can use this allowance and then I'll just pay the difference and we should just get the kind of car that we want. Like, let's get a range, like, hello, obvious. And he was like, so hesitant and resistant about it. And he was like, I, cause he's also a CEO and he's like, Oh, it just feels like so excessive and so flashy. And I'm like, hello, we're CEOs here. Like we should drive yeah. little free vehicles if we want it. And he just could care less about cars. He hates driving. He hates them. I'm like, yeah, but I love driving. And I like, I grow up, I grew up driving. I grew up in the country. So like driving was everything. And he just like could care less. And I'm like, well, I'm going to, I called up a friend who has two Range Rovers. Him and his husband have a Range Rover, both have a Range Rover. And I, and I just like said, like, I want to get a range. Like, can you help me? And he was like, oh my God. Yeah. Like I'll connect you with my dealership, which is in London, Ontario. So funny. He used to live there and whatever. So I start going through the process. I'm talking to them. They're showing me the different models. I'm getting acquainted with like the different models and the different features and all this shit. And my ex is like still so resistant. We're together at this time, but he was just like, no, no, no. I'm like trying to have conversations. Anyways, we ended up breaking up shortly thereafter. And then I moved out on my own. And I just had this moment of like, 
I can fucking do this. Like I can make this happen. I want my own vehicle and I'm not going to get anything other than what I want. And in that time, my friend was like, take mine. He's like, do a lease takeover. He got this crazy, like, I'm not even kidding you, girl. Like we priced out, he came with me to some dealerships. We priced out the exact same model, the exact same everything with not even the features. Like he has like the premium, like souped up, like whatever version, um, like fully loaded. That's what they say in the car lingo. He's like fully loaded range and he's paying less than most were starting at. And I'm like, okay, there's something here. So I'm paying like my insurance and everything in less than most Range Rovers go for just their monthly fees. So my like monthly lease payment plus my insurance is like significantly less, maybe not significantly, but it's less than like, so I not only manifested like a fully loaded brand new Range Rover. So the reason they were getting rid of it is COVID hit. They just got them in January. They're 2020 models. They um, were only driving one and they just like had less than 2000 kilometers on this. And they were just like, Rach, you want it? Like you should like take it, like, you know, we'll do a lease transfer and all this. And I thought about it and I was like, unsure. And I was like, no, fuck it. I want it. It's like perfect. It's perfect. I love it. Let's do it. And it's interesting because there was a lot of lessons, a lot of tests throughout that whole process, but now it's mine. I've had it for like two months now or no a month and a half now. And yeah. So not only did I manifest like a beautiful luxury car, but I got it at a price point that I think maybe like not even like staff and employees get this pricing. Like it's crazy. What the hell? I didn't even know this. I'm obsessed. Yeah. This is the most Rachel thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I know. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it's like crazy. It's like, I just decided. And that's like, it's so, it sounds so basic when I'm like, I just decided. And, and yeah. And I had moments where I'm like, well, maybe I'll just get like, I also like Volkswagens. I'm like, maybe I'll just get a Volkswagen. And it's like my higher self and my intuition was just like, no, like you're still going to want the Range Rover. So just go for it. You can, it, it'll, it'll all work out for you. And so it has. And so, yeah, I have a Range Rover, which is like crazy because even like my family coming from like a small town, like they made so many comments about like, well, it's kind like, again, like kind of this like idea that it's a little excessive and like, do you know how expensive they are? And this and that. I'm like, yeah, I know how expensive they are. (laughs) And I don't want to say it's expensive because to me, it's like within my, my means and, you know, I've worked to, to get to this point. So it's like, yeah, crazy, but I like love it. Her name is Kira, aka Kiki, and I like love driving her around. Like, oh, she's so cute. Yeah. Okay, wait. Whenever I come back to Canada in I need to go for a ride in her. Yeah, yeah. No, hundred percent. I'll pick you up from the airport. We'll go for a manifestation drive, and yes, yeah, yes. Oh my god. Okay. Wait, can I just say one thing though? Yeah. When you declared and then you received the Range Rover, so that was definitely a big up level for you. Do you find the universe has been meeting you there? In what with what do you other mean? like I find that when you go for something big, you make a big investment, you do a big thing, I find the universe starts feeding you with abundance that is on yeah. that level. Oh, Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, like I started getting um like paying full clients. Like as soon as I like, and I, my, my, you know, pricing is premium and, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, was used to just like putting clients on payment plans and then I'm just out of nowhere. Like 
I just started getting like large sums of money coming in and, and clients being like, Oh, I'll just pay in full, you know? And, and like out of nowhere too, like unexpectedly, you know? And even like the other day, like this girl was just like, I need to work with you one-on-one. Like what's your, like what, like I just keep having these situations where people are just like, I need to work with you. And that's never really happened like that before where people are drawn to me. Yes. But it's like, all of a sudden it's like, I need to work with you. Like you're the person, you're the one. And I'm finding that the universe is bringing me more people like that. And I think it's because, you know, I'm standing on my worth and my power and in such a bigger way, you know, really defined because for so long I live on my own now and I own uh, my own vehicle. And these are things that I had so many blocks around for so long because I always felt like I needed to be safe and I needed to share uh, an apartment with someone and that it felt Mm. so scary to do it fully on my own to be fully independent and fully responsible and now I'm defying that and I'm like no I can be and I am and now the universe is is bringing me greater abundance like that's what I I am noticing that yeah 100 percent I so I think this is an amazing lesson for anyone listening if you're scared to take the leap you need to know that you are worthy enough and have so when you take that leap your self-worth is high enough to know that you can achieve it and you deserve it and yeah. then the universe is like oh shit like she's in her self-worth <laughs> like yeah you go girl and yeah. then it's like boom 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 yeah. boom so like i remember like something similar like that happened to me where like I had to move, not anything like a Range Rover, but just a small comparison is that when I had to move in Australia, um, I was like, fuck it. I'm getting my own apartment. Like, I'm not dealing with, like, roommates anymore. Like, not a vibe. And so I I was scared to move into my own apartment because I've never lived on my own before. I lived five minutes from the beach in Bondi, Australia, like, in Sydney, which is, like, probably Toronto pricing, if not more. And I was like... Like almost puking over the price, but I was like, "No, I deserve this." And then, boom, had the biggest month yet. And I'm like, "Yeah, that makes like it just—it's not a coincidence because you yeah, step into that." Also, it lights a little bit of a fire under your ass. Like, okay, yeah. like I got something to work for now. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're not settling. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, standing your power, standing your worth. It's like really the opposite of that. Is like you're not settling, right? And mm. I think that's been a big thing for me. It's like I'm just not settling. If I got, say, a Volkswagen, I'm no, no hate on Volkswagens or any other model of car. I mean, man, like I had a zero vehicle for so long, but I was renting cars and I would rent Volkswagens because I liked them. They were like fun to drive. Yeah, I like them too. Yeah, I really like them. So that's what I thought, you know, okay, if I don't get this, I'm going to get a, and so, but then I would have been settling in a way because I had my mindset on the Range Rover and then to then be like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, I'm just going to, you know go, go for like the second best or the next, whatever, like that would have been me settling. And that happens in relationships that even happens in client dynamics too, where, you know, we get so fixated on a new sale, you know, more money coming in when maybe you're sensing that this client isn't quite right for you, or maybe there's some red flags and believe I've had so many situations where, I'm like ignoring these red flags because I'm like, okay, new sale, amazing. And then it's like, I totally settled with that client. This client is a pain in my butt, you know, because maybe they're not uh, um, 
respecting my boundaries or maybe they're not doing the work or, and, and I, that hasn't happened very often, thankfully, but you know, it, it's like when we ignore or we settle or we, you know, and settling comes from a lack energy. It comes from a scarcity energy. Um, so raising that bar, raising your standards is like the sure shot way of attracting greater abundance. So that's kind of our way of, of talking about money manifestation really is raising your standards, yeah. raising your work. Yeah. Okay, I love this. Okay, I could literally talk to you I for know, another five days. But um, you're late. <laughs> no, no, it's totally fine. I told her that I was going to be late. But um, sorry to Sophia if you're listening to this. <laughs> um, okay, so obviously, please tell everyone where we can find you, where we can stalk you, and obviously, everyone's going to want to work with you now. So let us know how we can work with you. Um, okay. So stalk me on Instagram. It's at freedom range with two H's. Um, you can also check out my beautiful website that Marley designed. It's freedomschool.com. Um, and then I also have a podcast, so it's that freedom life podcast, Spotify and iTunes it's available. Um, and yeah, honestly, babes, if you check out my website, which again, another shameless plug for Mar, um, you can see the offers that I have right now. I'm, um, yeah, I've got a few few programs. Um, my one-on-one is actually closed. It'll be opening up again in October. Um, I've got a mastermind. I'm not really sure when this is going out, but I'm, um, running my up-level mastermind, which is, um, starting in the next couple weeks. And then I've got some builder business programs, which are great for any woman who is either just starting out or has been plugging away and is just not getting those results. And they really need to lay that like solid foundation of like practical, uh, energetic and mindset tools. Like that's kind of the, the gist of that program. So yeah, I've got a few offers, but either way, creep me. And if you want to like learn more from me, just send me a message. Really. I like that better. Yeah. If anything, just follow her so you can see her in her Range Rover because that gives me life. Okay. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you had such a busy day of like chatting and everything, but you no, killed this. I'm so perfect. happy we got to do this. And we're going to do part two on money because we're both obsessed with talking about money. Yeah. Um, and, like it would be a good one for like, maybe I'll just have you on my podcast and we can just talk about that. Yeah, let's do yeah, that. Let's, let's do that. that. I'll give you a part two because I feel like this could be like mm. part one and then and then we can just have you on mine and that could be our focus. Okay, perfect. So I'm going to like everything below. And I feel like it'd be such a good conversation. Yeah, I know. I like, I love talking all things like my manifestation stories because they've been like popping off lately. Um, so love to share more of those and then how we manifest money. That'll be so much fun. So when that episode goes live, I'll link it below. And then obviously all of Rachel's details will be linked below. So make sure you follow her, subscribe. And yeah. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. And thank you so much for coming on, Rach. It was so nice to see you. And I'll talk to you guys next week. 